Welcome, love. I am so excited you are here. I am Stephanie Matthews, herbal priestess and magical mother of MagicalMothering.com. And this week's episode is brought to you by the Sacral Chakra. It is also brought to you by the Chakra Box, which is a 13-month deliver-to-your-door healing chakra program that will ignite your life find your passions and create a dream life and not the dream life you think you want but the dream life that you actually want let's jump in today i'm very excited to be here i have some notes that i'm actually going to follow hopefully uh so let's dive in i hope you're doing well so this the sacral chakra the sacral chakra we talked a lot about pleasure last week and that was really sensual pleasure which is always fun to get into and this week we're going to talk about pleasure but we're going to bring it into a wider variety and specifically abundance and money money is probably the number one thing in our lives that creates non-pleasure right i mean Think about all the things that we do on a daily basis that involve money that do not give us pleasure. So let's just start there. I want to talk about in what aspects are you seeing money in terms of lack mentality, or maybe you've heard in the coaching world, money blocks or money issues or the inability to receive if raise your hand, right? Just wherever you are, raise your hand. If you've heard of this and if you're like, oh, I must have money blocks because I'm not a millionaire or I must have money blocks because I can barely pay my bills or I, I definitely have lack mentality because I'm always thinking I'm broke. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of where we're going with this whole thing. I want you to think about what your relationship with money is right now. What does it feel like when you receive money? Is it more about not having enough? So when you get money and you, you receive money, is it, I have money now, but it's not enough. Okay. I want you to create a lot of awareness around this. Again, everything that I do talks about our programs that we received prior to the age of seven. So the relationship that your parents had with money is a vital component to how you have a relationship with money. Most of our parents did not have a great relationship. If your parents did have a great relationship with money, awesome. Then, you know, move into more of what I'm going to be talking about in just a minute. So for the majority of people, myself included, my relationship with money was very stressful especially prior to traveling full-time. My relationship with money was based on this aspect that it was hard to get. It was always fleeting. It would come in and it would leave. I was paying off credit cards with other credit cards. We were um, over $35,000 in debt. This wasn't including our house payment of another $118,000. And so there was a lot of stress around money. And with that, going back into that space prior to doing a lot of the work that I do now, 
there was such a groundbreaking shift when I started making money from things that I was passionate about and pleasure filled activities rather than feeling this need to make money. Totally different feelings. And I want you to see where in your own body you can feel this. Where do you feel that lack? Where do you feel that stress? When you have money stress or money worries, where do you feel that in your body? That is your money quote unquote block. It's the fact that your body is actually blocking certain receptors or receiving or putting this energetic blueprint out that money is stressful, so just stay away, <laughs> right? No, we don't, we don't want money to be stressful. We don't want it to stay away. We definitely want it to bring pleasure and joy and excitement and gratitude in our lives, right? We do not want to be like, no money. I'm good. You cause me too much stress. Just stay out of my life. I think a lot of us energetically are doing this and we don't even realize that this is a subconscious program or a neural program that we have hardwired into us and we've had hardwired into us since we were little. So awareness, awareness is always the foundation and always the beginning. We got to find out where our foundation is. We got to find out where our baseline is so that we can move through that and create some more, implement some more programs. So as we go through this, I want you to always remember and have awareness of how good the things that I'm going to be talking about are, but remember that your go-to is going to be the baseline. It's going to be how you feel about money, what your programs are about money. So this is going to be pretty consistent practice of rewiring and having pleasure with money. Okay, so that is the baseline. That's where we're starting. Now I want to get into the aspect of some sayings that we have about money. Uh, money does not equal happiness, but that's actually not true because a lot of people when they have money are much happier. And I think it's a Western world thing that because money and the lack of money is such a societal construct to succeed and to be seen as successful that we've tied our happiness scale directly with it now other countries are bar like far more happy than we are in the western world and they have far less money but it is not a societal expectation to be wealthy to be successful so you have to look at all of the things you have to look at everything and when you look at everything you see that it's not just one thing okay so i want the first shift that i want to start working on and sometimes we don't even realize that we have when we have money we're happy when we don't have money we're not happy this might not even be something that you consciously are aware of and so with that I want you to start implementing what experiences would cause you joy. What experiences, and just 
write down a few. Maybe camping. Camping is, I love camping. Camping brings me so much joy, which is why I live camping full time now. Uh, I've been camping for four years now. So what brings you joy? Maybe it's going to the ocean, but then you start thinking, oh, that's gas money. That's this, that's my car. I don't want you thinking about any of those things that are keeping you from the experiences that bring you joy. I really want you to just focus on the experiences that bring you joy. But I do want you to create awareness that this is where our brains go. They go into lack. I don't have enough. I don't have the money. I don't have that. I can't do that. It's not possible because I don't have it. You know, like it goes in a spiral. It goes in this horrible, horrible spiral that brings us down to a level of stress, brings us back down to that baseline every time because that's where we're comfortable. We're actually comfortable at our baseline. We're comfortable in the uncomfortable. We're comfortable in the knowing that we're poor, that we don't have enough, and that we're always going to need more. Even if you have enough, like even if you make good money, this could still be a mindset, right? Like it doesn't matter how much money you make. And I really want to make that clear. Uh, I made six figures this last year for the first time. And it didn't matter that I was making six figures. Something had shifted in my being. There was this aspect that I was making money by living experiences that created incredible amounts of joy and pleasure. And so I kept doing them. And then when we got to the property here five months ago, I can't believe it's been five months already since we pulled up here. Five months ago, I still was in that mindset like, this is what created a lot of joy for me going to these events, vending. I'm still going to sign up for all these events every weekend and I'm going to like tackle the debt that we're in. And I, I was really pushing that in a way. And it took me a few months of sitting on the property. And then of course, actually acquiring the property. We actually didn't know that we were going to be able to acquire the property uh, financially, we had to get all of those things. And we had to actually have the partners that we bought it with agree to sell it to us. All of that got finalized um, at the, let's see, in January sometime. So it's been interesting, right? So it took a few months of just being here, knowing that this might not even be our land, that it might, so we might as well make the best of it and just hang out and create and enjoy and it was a huge shift. It was that money shift that made that connection that it's not about what I'm going to get in the future. It's not about how much I'm going to have in the future. It's not about what will be in the future. I get to enjoy and notice this. I get to enjoy where I'm at right now because that's all I have is right now. So we started building and playing with earth bags and we started building this bus barn. And we didn't know, like we could have put all of this time and energy and we could have lost the property. So, but we didn't necessarily focus on that. We focused on the fact that we have this blank canvas to play with for the next few months until we figure out what is actually going to happen. And that created so much shift 
it was really those lessons that we learned on the road that we just trusted. If we didn't know where we were going next, we would always get a, a hint. Somebody would say, have you gone here? Have you gone there? Have you tried this event? And we would go there and it would be amazing. And we'd meet the most amazing people and we'd have a great time or not, but we would have these amazing experiences that kept pushing us to go to the next place, to go to the next place and to stay in this flow while traveling. And flow is very feminine. And I, I needed three and a half years of being in the bus to learn how to be in flow because I'm actually not very feminine when it comes to feminine qualities, especially the divine feminine qualities. I'm much more controlling. I'm more dominant. I plan. Um, I'm more assertive in certain aspects. I take charge and I do the money stuff. And so it was an interesting thing, really having to embody these physical or, or divine feminine qualities of being in the flow, of being willing to receive, of just having so much time to figure out what it is that I really love doing and hanging out with plants made it to the top of the list a lot of the time. And I love nature. And so I remember when I was little that I used to actually make these potions. I used to gather our rose petals and I used to get all these concoctions of all these different plants and I'd put them in a bottle in the sun and I'd forget about them for a really long time. And then I woke, you know, I'd, I'd open them and the water would be all moldy. And, but I, this really was something fundamental to my nature. And I want you to hear this. It was fundamental to my nature. That means like my soul. It was not fundamental to the way that I was nurtured. Nurtured, yes, we would go camping and things like that, but it's being clean, having your hair right, having your face done, keeping your clothes nice. Those were how I was nurtured. Now, I'm sure you uh, can already realize that my clothes were never clean. My hair was always messy and I didn't, you know, I wore makeup for a couple years and then I was like, oh, this is not for me. It hurts my face. <laughs> so I just couldn't quite fit into how I was nurtured. And I think most of us really have to contort ourselves in some way or another to fit into how we're nurtured. And so when you find these little essences of your nature, these are the golden tickets. And so with that, I started what was called the nature craft box and I started doing herbal videos and those may come back at some point. And the nature craft box turned into the chakra box, which incorporates a crystal, a healing potion, the uh, workbooks and videos for the magical mothering method. And I send those out monthly to my subscribers for the chakra box. And it's just so incredible how after years of kind of being in the flow and just allowing for these things to come and go, I'm here yet again, creating the spiral of the year and returning to what is so near and dear to me that I had spent the first five years of my kids' lives honing, which was rhythm and ritual. And so now that I am not floating along in the sea of bus life traveling full-time, I'm 
I'm growing my roots again. I'm feeling grounded. And what is coming back so strongly is getting into rhythm and ritual. And I'm reading through these things that I wrote four, five, six years ago. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I want to get back to that space. And I actually want to get forward to that space because I can't get back there. That's why it's a spiral. We can get to the same place, you know, the same year, the same seasons, the same themes come around, but like a spiral, you can never get to that same exact place in the spiral. You're always going to be a little bit further away. And sometimes you're, you have huge gaps in your spiral and sometimes they're just little tiny bitty, really close together, but you still can't get on the same line. So with that, finding our nature can bring us intense pleasure as well as financial freedom and more importantly, abundance. Because whatever the numbers are in your bank account, whatever comes in is going to what be is going to what is going out whatever money comes in is going to be the amount of money that goes out when i made six figures six figures went out when i made twenty thousand dollars a year twenty thousand dollars a year went out when i made you know sixty five thousand dollars a year sixty five thousand dollars a year went out if i were to make a million dollars a million dollars would go out i'd have savings and buffers and things like that but what we bring in is what goes out. It's just the natural flow of the energetic currency of money. While we have a savings and things like that, we're not meant to be stockpiling in a way. If that makes you feel really safe, then by all means. Um, but just know that you know, while Jeff Bezos makes a billion dollars, he also spends a lot of money because he has to pay all those employees and he has to buy all the warehouses and he has to. So, yes, there's money coming in and yes, there's lots of money going out. So know that that is a flow. When we see somebody that says, you know, we make this amount of money, we're like, whoa, they make that much money. Well, then you have to think about how much money is going out of their lives. And while they might not have such stressors, you think whatever comes in is going out. So if you have a stress mentality around money, or if you have quote unquote money blocks, or if you have a foundation of lack towards money, these are all things that are going to stay with you no matter how much money you make. So you might as well get rid of them. That way, when more money comes in, you can just allow for it to flow and it make it feel really yummy and juicy versus this thing of, I don't have enough. Because if that's your mentality, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it won't be enough. All right. Next on the list is, I want to talk about nature abundance. Now, I go into this more in my workbook in the Magical Mothering Method for the Sacral Chakra uh, month, but nature abundance. Now it's winter here uh, during this podcast. So usually with nature abundance, it's really easy to look at the number of blades of grass, see the tens of thousands of leaves on a tree, seeing that there's flowers and seeing how 
how abundant nature is naturally. Now, if we are a part of nature, which we are, um, there's an aspect of holistic health. And in the holistic health paradigm, rather than the reductionary paradigm of health, I'll just briefly say what these are, in the reductionary paradigm of health, you go down to the smallest particle, the cells, and you break it down. And so that's why a lot of doctors break it down, break it down, break it down. Oh, it's your liver that's having a problem. Let's focus on your liver or, oh, it's your kidney. Let's remove your kidney and give you a transplant. Oh, it's your heart. Let's go in and put stints in and fix your heart. But as we know, if you don't fix the root cause of what caused your heart to have these issues, then you're just going to need another heart surgery later on. The stints are going to wear out and you're going to go back to having a heart issue. This is reductionary medicine. And this is what Western medicine is based on. Holistic medicine looks at your heart and says, hmm, that's interesting. Your blood is really thick, causing a lot of clogs. Your arteries are clogged. Hmm, your digestive system is full of fat. Hmm, your kidneys are not removing the toxicity. Hmm, your liver is full of toxins. Hmm. Your brain is not getting the proper nutrients or fat so that it can create the hormones it needs in your uh, parathyroid or in your thalamus. Oh, your thyroid is totally congested and is not able to actually breathe, not thereby able to regulate your lymphatic system. Any, so you can see the reductionist view goes to the one organ and fixes that, not seeing that every part of our body interacts and plays a role in everything else. And even more so, if us as a human being, we cannot survive if there wasn't an earth system. The reductionist model doesn't even look at the environment that the the organ or the cell is in. So it stopped us from looking at the environment that we are in. We cannot survive without oxygen. We cannot survive without food. We cannot survive without sunshine. We cannot survive without water. All of these things in our environment, whether they're filled with toxicity or not, enable us to live. If they get too filled with toxicity, we will not have an environment to live in. And so shifting our knowing to a more holistic view, which I love doing holistic health sessions with people, because as we look at your whole, then we're able to see so much more clearly what it is that has really been creating the chaos or disease, or lack of energy, or health, or immunity, we can see as a whole system why that is happening. It's the same thing for money, and pleasure, and joy. 
when we focus on getting something because we lack it, then we're unable to see the whole picture, the whole aspect. Are you trying to get money just to make money? Because money as an energy is not, it's, it's kind of how money works. If you um, make money your God, you will make money. A lot of us that do not have money as our God do not have money. And it doesn't mean that we can't get money. It's just that we have to see it differently. Money comes into our life by allowing and receiving. So it's very interesting. When we're passionate and pleasure-filled about what we're doing, oftentimes we can get and receive quite a lot of money in that moment. And then guess what happens? We go, oh, I'm making money. I want to make more money. And we've put energetically, we stop that flow of having fun and being in the pleasure of it and receiving and immediately go to wanting money. But because money is not our God and we do not have a fully embodied belief system about it, it's like we don't worship it with every cell of our being, the energetics kind of shift. And they're like, oh, you're just wanting to make money to make money. It's an energetic aspect. So when you shift your energetic aspects to being filled with pleasure over what you are doing, and I don't care if you work at McDonald's, I don't care if you work at Walmart, I don't care if you work at uh, in retail or in a restaurant, I don't care if you're selling MLM products, it can be whatever you're doing. If you work for corporate, great. Okay, I really want you to focus on using, allowing your money making experiences to not be about money making. <laughs> I don't know, like when I go to go to a vending aspect, the first few vending things I did. I was really excited because I thought I'd at least make my money back for what I spent to be there. And I wasn't. And I was like, man, this kind of sucks. But I had a lot of fun. And so it was kind of like this. I wanted to make money, but I also had a lot of fun. And But my main focus was to do this as a job. And so I went to another one. And it, you know, I didn't even make my money back to get there, like gas and vending fees and all that. And I was like, man, this really sucks. I'm really not enjoying this. So I tried again and I, and I have this mantra that I say every time I vend now that I am not here for everyone, but I am here for those that I am here and I will shine my light as brightly as I can. And I will offer my nature or that that comes innately to me. And I will ignite the light and the nature in others. And this is something that sometimes I have to repeat a few times as I get caught up in like, oh, am I going to make money and am I going to do well financially, right? And I have to remember, like, I made these potions because I'm passionate about helping people heal holistically. I am here to share these crystals because they light me up and they create very much a sense of joy in my life, they lit me up. And so now I'm sharing these crystals to help light other people up. 
And so as soon as I shift that, like, I don't even know if you can hear it in my voice. There's a huge shift that happens. My body, my shoulders relax. I open my heart space more. I'm willing to be there. My pleasure just got turned on. I'm, I'm enthusiastic. I'm smiling. I'm actually there to connect and engage because that's what I'm there for. And things shift. And it's really amazing. Even if I don't have a great financial weekend, I'm there to create an experience of pleasure for myself and others. And that makes a huge difference. I no longer look at events in the same way. And yet I'm excited to focus that attention on the property here so that we can really create a healing retreat space filled with helping people get back to their light and holding space here on our 22 acres. And that is really exciting. Yet, even now, because I'm shifting to create a new paradigm of kind of some money making opportunities, that lack programming that I was nurtured with came up. How are you going to make money? What are you going to do in the meantime? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? And it like just starts rambling on and on. And I had to sit back in it and I had to get really uncomfortable. And I, and I was like, man, I've done this work. And here I am in the spiral meeting this again, different time, different place, different experience, different circumstances, yet it's that same mindset. So what, I, what am I going to do with it? And I played with it. I really just got to the point where I was excited about allowing money to come in. And every single time I get a, a cash app or a website order and the money is in there, instead of saying, oh man, that's not enough to do everything I want to do. I look at that number and I, and I stop and I Fill, I get filled with gratitude and awe that the things that I love to do, make potions, that people are using them and they're helping them heal. They're making them feel better. They're helping them feel safe. They're allowing for them the freedom to live life more fully. And when I think about that, whatever money comes from that, is awe-inspiring and it allows for me to be in absolute pleasure about receiving money versus pushing it away with a quote-unquote money block of being in lack. So I would love to connect with you over this next week and really find out and if you're listening to the recording of this, I'd love to connect with you over the next week of your life, wherever you are in time and space. And let me know if you're catching yourself and what you're saying about money when you receive it, what you're doing when money is coming into your life. So it's a really interesting aspect when you see that money is an energy. It's a currency. Abraham Hicks um, talks about in one of her episodes that there, or Esther Hicks talks about in the law of attraction that money 
is like breathing. It was such a great episode. She talks about money as in breathing. And when you breathe in, you don't hold on to it. If you were to, to equate money with breath, when you're breathing in, you don't hold on to it. You don't try to keep it there as long as you can. You let it go, knowing that there is another breath right there waiting for you. And on the out breath, you're not saying, oh man, I can't believe I just spent that breath. That breath was really valuable and I should have used it differently. And I'm so upset at myself that I didn't use that breath correctly. No, because there's another breath coming. And then you have the opportunity to maybe breathe in deeper and get a more full breath and be more intentional with your breathing. Or you could breathe really shallow and be totally subconscious to your breathing, just like your money. Or you can have this space where you get to take a full, deep, nourishing breath, intentionally hold it for a few moments so that your body gets hyper-oxygenated, release that breath, and allow for the next breath to automatically come in. And if we were to do this with money, intentionally, whenever we receive it, honor it, take a moment of gratitude, deep fulfillment and pleasure and awakening and nourishment, feeling safe, feeling loved, feeling accepted, not because how much is in our bank account, but simply because we're being and not tying all of that to money or to breathing or to anything else. And then when it releases or when we get to use it to pay for our housing or our food or our electricity or our Wi-Fi or our car payment or all the things that bring you pleasure, there's even pleasure in the spending and real, real, like amazing pleasure in this ability to freely let out what came in. And to see that what comes in is exactly what needs to come in so that it can go out so you can live a life that you desire. And if you have some things that, you know, are going on in your life, it's time to look at your subconscious programs because those are creating the life that you have right now. If you're not happy with your life right now, you get to look at your subconscious programming. So if you need support with that, reach out. So. This has been really fun. I am very much looking forward to hearing how you flip your experiences to creating more happiness, not that money makes your happiness. Because while it takes money to get certain experiences, that doesn't always have to be the case. You can go, if you're wanting to be more in nature and you feel like you need a vacation, Go take a walk and find a nature setting, find a nature center, find a trail, find somewhere. If you're in the city, look for nature. It comes up everywhere. It's through the sidewalks. It's in the trees. It's in the grass. It's in the flowers. It's in the birds. It's in the clouds. It's in the stars. It's in the moon. You cannot get away from nature and nature is not going anywhere. So your nature is in there. Your innate nature 
is in there, buried and hidden, sometimes under a lot of nurtured programs, but an incredible ritual to do is to create awareness around your money energies. Create awareness around your money mindsets. And it's not about creating a millionaire mindset. It's about creating awareness so that you can thrive. I've done so much work with this and hired so many coaches. And I realized that that wasn't me, which is why it didn't work. It wasn't my nature to have a millionaire mindset. It just, my nature didn't jive with that. And I was trying to reprogram my brain against my nurtured programming to something that didn't, wasn't in integrity with my nature programming. So I want to touch on this for just a second, because if you're trying to implement a new program that goes against your nature and your nurture, whew, it's, it's, it's going to be very tricky and it's going to be something that you have to do every second of every day and create total awareness and live in that reconstruction mindset. But if you can find your nature and your nature's aspect of financial flow, which like Esther Hicks talks about breathing, if receiving money and having money flow in and out is as natural as natural can be, maybe that's a mindset for you where you're not feeling so guilty about spending and you're not feeling such a lack about receiving, knowing that there's going to be more that comes in because there's more that needs to be spent. Or for me, mine is nature abundance with winter abundant right here, I step out and I look at the stars every night and I just realize that nature is generous and abundant and yet there's seasons for it. You know, everything's kind of hiding right now in the winter and it's okay to hide away and to store some extra things for winter we end up spending all of our money in winter at Christmas time rather than saving all of our money for those lean times. So is, you know, that brings up capitalism and consumerism and our culture that is based on that. What if we shifted to handmaking all of our Christmas items and not just ex extracting all of our financial aspects at Christmas time and then come the leaner months of January and February of winter then things would be more in the flow so again as you breathe it in you can breathe it out but when you're breathing it all out all at once pushing yourself to the limit of spending till you have nothing and then going, uh-oh, now I have nothing. That was not, that breath took the life out of you for a little bit. And now you're having to recover for these next few months. So it's an interesting aspect. When you think of nature, even in the leanest times, uh, the Native Americans called the moon of around February, mid-February, the moon of the bone, the bone moon. 
And it was because there was only bone broth to eat. And so when you think about nature, you know, they had the corn moon and they have all of these moons that rotate around the harvest. And so in this time of February, a lot of people are waiting for their tax returns. There's this energetic time before everything is birthed out of the womb of the earth. The seeds are still under the earth. Things are still hibernating. There's the cold and the rain and the snow. So know that there is a season for everything. And this is where the rhythm comes in. Seeing that there's a rhythm of the moon of being full to dwindling to nothing, to going back to breathing, to being full. And seeing that in your own life of seeing there's a paycheck that comes in and maybe it dwindles down to nothing. And then you're going back towards getting another paycheck. Notice, notice what you're doing with that money when you have it. Are you feeling intense pleasure? When it's leaving, are you feeling intense pleasure? Or are you feeling like you're grabbing at it, trying to keep it so that it doesn't leave you, right? This is really, really important stuff to create awareness around. So as your money is flowing out of you, I want you to have the same pleasure experiences as it does when it flows into you. And this is going to make a huge difference in your quote unquote money mindset. So uh, focus on nature and see the abundance of nature around you. That is your nature. Your nature is meant to be free. And if you don't feel free, then look at maybe the things that you have around you that you feel like you have to have because that was how you were nurtured. And ask yourself, do I want this because this is how I was raised to live? Or do I want this because this is my nature and this makes me feel good as me, not as trying to keep up with my parents' success, society, capitalism, consumerism, blah, blah, blah. It took me a lot to get to the point where I extracted myself from society because that's my nature. So I live on 22 acres of wild timber in Southeast Missouri in a converted school bus and we're building an earth bag home and we're living in a very pleasure-filled way. For me, waking up and being acclimated to the, the cold around me and being deeply connected with nature and seeing the birds and connecting with the moon every night and having fires and all of these things really fuel my nature. And it took me a long time to release the expectations or the societal whims of what success is. And I just care about nurturing my nature now and not keeping up with how I was nurtured. If you wanna have more conversation about this or if you have questions, or if you'd like for me to do a podcast episode on something that I've talked about specifically and to go into more depth or detail about that, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So you can always leave a comment 
Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, on Spotify, you can go to magicalmothering.com and fill out the contact form. And, um, or I'm on Facebook, Magical Mothering or Stephanie Matthews. And I am so incredibly grateful that I got to spend this time with you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And I hope you have an absolutely abundant filled day.